it's the Manitoba Beer Cast. Hi, I'm Brad Gordon. The Manitoba Beer Cast is dedicated to searching out and enjoying Manitoba brewed beer. I talk to the folks who brew it, grow its ingredients, distribute it, and COVID allowing, serving it to you. In short, the beer cast wants you to drink local beer, that is, better beer, more often. It's episode two of the beer cast. If you will excuse me, for the first couple of episodes, I want to ride my hobby horse and talk about beer outside the perimeter highway. More specifically, the challenge of getting your hands on Manitoba beer when you live outside of Winnipeg. Now, I want to make an assertion here that may seem a wee bit strange. I actually believe it's easier to get your hands on local beer now as opposed to the onset of COVID. Now, hear me out. Before COVID, most local breweries weren't ready to do business online or to operate any kind of pickup and delivery service. I was talking to one co-owner during the summer months. Uh, The business model, as he described it, for most breweries, In-house sales, that's the margin, where the margins are best, really. Keg sales to bars and restaurants, and then canned product that goes out to the vendors and to the liquor marts. Now, during the spring months, we were all trying to figure out what COVID was and how we would get on with things. And brewers were kind of shut down. They were in a brownout situation as opposed to a total blackout. They were still getting their stuff out to the stores, but they were scratching their heads on the rest of the business model. Now, just as your favorite small restaurant decided to embrace curbside pickup and delivery when, in fact, they had never done it before, well, the brewers got their apps into place and their delivery trucks all lined up. I, for one, love the name of Stone Angel's delivery vehicle, otherwise known as the Van of Happiness. I am familiar with driving the Caravan of Despair. I appreciate the name. Well, the upshot for those of us who live out of town is... Pre-COVID, if we wanted to get our hands on certain products, particularly stuff that was hard to find, it meant driving into Winnipeg immediately and hitting the vendor or the taproom and seizing the product in real time. Now, for me personally, that's four to five hours on the road. Pre-COVID, reserving product for pickup from outside of town made you feel like you were kind of asking a favor. You'd call, yeah, they'll put the cans aside, they'll put your name on it. You just didn't feel all that certain. And if you had a long drive, well, act of faith. Now, I seem to remember hearing raves about the first release of Kilter's Space Jam. I drove into the city to secure some from the vendor. That's fine, but try and justify more than a couple of drives a year into Winnipeg just to grab an obscure type of beer to your partner. However... Now, with a bit of plotting and a drop point arranged in Winnipeg, I can order online the most obscure stuff, pay the convenience charge, and get it delivered to my drop point. Then I go into the city at leisure and pick up my product. I know it's perverse, but COVID, in this limited way, has made it easier for me to get my hands on certain beer. And that's the only nice thing I'm going to say about this pandemic. Keeping the discussion outside the perimeter, many folks out west are stoked at the idea of Westman finally getting a brewery and taproom. It's been in the wind for about three years now. 
I'm one of those folks. I have been pressing my face to the glass on the 10th Street location of what is going to become Black Wheat Brewing. I had the opportunity to talk to Ted Birch of Black Wheat recently. Ted, thanks for talking to me today. You're welcome. Excellent. Hey, can you give me a quick background on what inspired uh, the group to start building a brewery in Brandon? Well, I guess um, I was uh, a bit of a late arrival to the group. Uh, I, there was a group already in place looking to bring craft beer to Brandon because, of course, there are no craft breweries in town. Um, one of the partners in the group uh, is a business associate of mine from from a different business, and um, he was visiting us out in Arizona and uh, pitched the idea of us getting involved with his, um, you know, his, his effort in Brandon, and uh, so... We uh, kind of went on from there. Can you discuss who's on the team in terms of the management and ownership of the group? Well, the um, owners are uh, myself, uh, Scott Johnston, and a third partner who wishes to remain nameless. And um, that, that's pretty much it. A quick question that I didn't uh, give you a heads up on, but I do want to talk about the building on 10th Street. Um, my understanding was that uh, the building was built by uh, by Gus, the owner of the Pizza Express right across Louise from us, and um, I understood that he was thinking of possibly moving into it himself, but don't quote me on that. Uh, when we started looking for a, a place, uh, we were actually going to build on Princess um, in a vacant lot that was owned by the city, but there there were some some issues that we couldn't get past. So um, and and that burned up a lot of time as well. So we opted to, to, to take an existing building. Uh, this building was actually built um, for for a couple of tenants, and uh, so we had to do some major modifications to uh, make it usable for a brewery. But uh, it, it's a nice building. It's a good location, and um, it'll serve us well. How's construction coming along? We're, we're starting to really move on it now. We have the mechanical systems are, are going in now. Uh, the trench drains are in the floor. The partitions are all up. Uh, we're changing out the front door for uh, accessibility, etc. Um, so we're, we're looking optimistically at uh, middle of March uh, opening if all things go well. Hey, you're soft launching the product into the marketplace. Um, There is now beer available, and therefore, I wanted to quickly talk to you about the relationship between Black Wheat and Barnhammer, who is helping you guys out. Well, Barnhammer is actually owned by my son, uh, Tyler. So um, he is, uh, you know, helping us out uh, on the technical side with our brewery. Actually, he has a little bit of interest in the brewery as well. um, He um, actually offered, uh, you know, because of the the delays we had, uh, we had to do a bit of a a redesign. Uh, We got partway through the project and realized that things were uh, not quite (laughs) in in the right uh, ballpark for us uh, from an affordability standpoint. So uh, we, we had to do some rejigging. And um, so Tyler offered, uh, we had some, some of our tanks were actually on their way to us from Creveller in Niagara Falls, who was our uh, brew house supplier. Um, and, um, you know, we kind of hijacked them when they came through Winnipeg and set them up in, inside Barnhammer. And we've been brewing our, uh, our beer in our tanks at Barnhammer. And Barnhammer is helping you guys launch uh, a couple of your core pours. Right now, people can buy the product over at the Barnhammer site, correct? They can buy it. Yeah, we we you know we, we kind of sort of administer it, but from from a technical standpoint, because the beer is brewed at Barnhammer at their facility, it's, it's their beer. 
So you know they they basically have to they they have to sell it and collect the payment for it. But you know we we, we kind of you know do, do what we can to to help out that cause. But uh, yeah, it, it it's actually worked very very well. Um, our beer's been been widely accepted in Brandon. It's available in in four no correct that uh, three liquor marts in uh, Brandon and um, one in Dauphin. Excellent. It's a, it's a good start right now to get the brand out there. There's two. Currently, there's two products out there in terms of uh, your, your Empire Ale and a, uh, a Czech beer. Are those going to be your core pours um, going forward? Uh, those two will definitely be uh, uh, two of our core beers. Uh, we have a third beer, actually, that we're releasing. Uh, we just canned it today, actually, um, and it's called Great Scott, which is uh, actually named in honor of one of the owners. He, he insisted that we make what he called a lawnmower beer, like just a basic, easy-drinking beer. So uh, we actually named the beer Great Scott in in honor of Scott, and um, it's like I said, it's been canned today. It's uh, we do home deliveries in Brandon on Wednesdays and Fridays. You know, again, the logistics of getting the beer from Winnipeg to Brandon and home delivering it is a bit tough, so we we have limited deliveries out there. And it's uh, very very nice beer, very drinkable. Here's a question in terms of that lawnmower beer. Mm. Uh, when I've talked to smaller uh, breweries back. Um, in North Dakota, when Grand Forks started, you know, got two breweries side by side. I got into a protracted conversation one afternoon uh, with the folks over at Rhombus, and they said, number one, we have to have something that's a lawnmower beer that's easily accessible. How important is it for a craft brewer to have one of those under the, uh, under the, uh, the nameplate? Well, for us, I, I think it's 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 pretty important. You know, we're we're kind of unique in in Brandon. We are you know the only craft beer uh, you know craft beer brewer in Brandon, and you know the people of Brandon are great for supporting local. I mean, they're they're famous for it. So um, you know, uh, but not everybody likes craft beer. Like I, I myself, I'm not a huge fan of the really hoppy beers, like the you know with the, with you know IBU numbers through through the sky. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I don't mind them, but but they're not my favorite. Some people love them, like they're they're people who've tried our IPA, they just love it. They you know swear it's the best IPA they've ever tasted. But other people just don't like the bitterness and the hoppiness that you get with an IPA, so they prefer the the Czech style Pilsner, which is you know a little, little easier drinking. And this um, you know Great Scott is is again, it's it's just a nice easy drinking beer. And, um, you know, for people who want to support us in, in the local area who don't have the palate for, uh, you know, a, a really hoppy or, or a whatever kind of, of crafty beer that, that uh, other craft brewers make, um, they want something that I'm not going to say it's like any other brand name beer out there because I, I won't use other people's brand names. But it's, <laughs> it's a just a nice, basic, easy drinking beer. And it, it's, it's, uh, I think it's a lot of people are going to like it. One of the things I'm going to be doing with the uh, the beer cast is is discussing with brewers the importance of doing product replacement to replace the macro beer with something that's brewed locally that supports local people, local jobs, and local inputs. Uh, how important is that to you? Oh, it's very important. We've uh, we've had some discussions with um, with uh, Prairie Mountain Hops, who are uh, they're a hop grower out in uh, in in uh, in Killarney, I guess. And, uh, you know, they'd like to provide us hops to, to make our beers. And um, we've uh, been talking with some uh, barley producers out there. And, 
you know, th there's no malting facility in Brandon, but, you know, for, for some uh, test batches and whatnot, we can just use, uh, you know, straight barley um, without malting it and, and uh, you know, use, again, use local input to make a beer that is truly local. The plans I gather would be to build a pretty strong regional brand because I think there's a loyalty issue where I think you can win the hearts and minds of everything west of Portage La Prairie. Yep, I believe so. Absolutely. What steps are you going to use to uh, get this out to the, uh, you know, to the various um, tap rooms, the uh, the beverage rooms, once we get back to some semblance of normal? Well, that's that's just that we, uh, you know, we don't have anything to sell right yet, but we we have made contact with, uh, you know, the, the all of the local bars, of course, Brandon. That's our our, our start. As soon as we start brewing uh, in town and and start taking some beer and getting it to restaurants and bars, we'll. We'll make sure the town is uh, looked after, and then uh, go further afield from there. As capacity becomes available, you know we're we're starting with uh, you know a, a limited number of tanks, and and once once the uh, you know our, our order book is full, we'll add more capacity and and again go further afield. What's the tasting room experience going to be like? Well, we have uh, our, our we're licensed for a hundred people, and um, our our tasting room is not quite as large as we'd like it to be. So it it can sit seventy five ish, and then we're going to have a patio out um, on on the west side of the building that's going to seat another twenty five. So we can have a hundred people in there, and when, when weather permits, we're seventy five in the in the winter. Uh, basically, um, no food. Like we're not we're not a restaurant. We're 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 a beer maker. So we want people to come there to experience the beer, um, much the same as as what Barnhammer does in Winnipeg. Um, if you want to pick up a burger at Wendy's and and you know bring it in with you, that's great. If you want to order a pizza from Gas across the street and have it brought in, that's fine. Um, you know, get skip the dishes or DoorDash or whoever to deliver you something there. That's fine as well. But uh, we're not licensed to handle food, and so you know we can we'll have snacks and, and such for sale, but uh, uh, you know prepackaged stuff. But uh, basically, uh, we're about the beer, so we're gonna have um, we're gonna have 20 taps. Don't know if we're gonna have 20 different beers at at every point in time to fill them, but we plan on having 20 taps, and um, you know um, we'll offer you know whatever beers we have on tap plus uh, flights of uh, four samples of you know pick pick your poison and you can have you know four tastes of uh, of our beers and decide which one you like good stuff i'm really i'm really actually keen when you said that you were going to expand your seating at certain times of the year goodness knows summer's too short so if you've got something with sun exposure i'm going to be there with bells on oh yeah well, it's on the west side of the building so it's going to be warm um we know that the product is out there at liquor marts within brandon uh is any of it in winnipeg right now uh no when we listed it with the uh, MBLL, we, we asked them to restrict it to, uh, uh, basically, we gave them a list of, of uh, liquor marts that we'd like them to service, basically in, in the Brandon and Brandon area. Uh, we're, you know, I'm looking at the, at the, at the sales, and we're, we're getting close to being uh, out of, of um, our, our Czech Pilsner is selling very, very quickly, and, and I think we're going to be out of it before we can brew more of it, so... Uh, the, the danger was if it was too if it was too well received and sold out too too quickly, we'd be uh, you know I, I don't want the the, the the cupboard to be empty for a long time. But we're actually starting another batch of it, and it's uh, but the you know a, a lager takes quite a while to brew. It's uh, you know it has to it has to sit in in the lagering tank for for a time in order to, to you know become a, a good drinkable beer. So it takes a while to brew, and you know, we want to make sure that people in Brandon have an adequate supply. 
Well, nothing quite like, uh, you know, people being frustrated and not being able to fulfill it right off the hop to build demand. Uh. <laughs> well, exactly. It's, it's like we're like uh, crack dealers. We, want to, we get them hooked and we want to make sure we have a supply. That's absolutely correct. And you've also got some merchandise available right now. You've already got the branding and merch is available over on the website, correct? Yep. Yeah, we have uh, glasses, we have toques, we have t-shirts, hoodies, and um, we also uh, have Dots pretzels. Is there anything I've missed right now at this at this phase of you guys getting ramped up? Um, no, no, just uh, you know we we've uh, had like I said some some great support from the the people in Brandon. And we're much much appreciative of that. Um, our, we've had a lot of people. Um, our, our brewer is um, is a, a gentleman by the name of Umber, and uh, he's uh, re- he relocated actually to Brandon in September. Uh, from, you know, he worked for another craft brewery that I shall remain nameless, but um, he's moved out there and he's become a bit of a celebrity. You know, his, his picture's been in the paper and, and such, so he's, he's like a movie star out there. <clears throat> but uh, people keep, ask, keep asking him about blueberry beer because apparently he, he brews a mean blueberry ale. So that is our next, uh, our next offering. It's probably two weeks away right now. It's been uh, on, on the go for quite a while now, but... You're running a naming contest for that blueberry, aren't you? We actually, yeah, we we ran the contest, and, and the the name, the winning name was uh, Blue Hills Brew. There you go. There you apparently, go. there are Blue Hills somewhere outside of Brandon. And in fact, um, uh, Scott was telling me today that there's actually a song about the Blue Hills of Brandon from way way back. So there you go. <laughs> a bit, of, bit of a story there. You've hit the sweet spot on this one. Local, <laughs> local, local. Um, there's a, there's a study that I've got sitting on my desk right now from, uh, somebody over at, uh, South Dakota State University that talks about the impact of local breweries in communities of 50,000 and down. And it's key. I'm going to be, I'm going to be digging up and I'm going to be sharing it later on in, in the coming weeks, but it's key to put local breweries within a context because they tie together things in the economy. Does that make some level of sense? Yeah, it certainly does. You know, we're, we've used wherever possible. We have used, uh, you know, local suppliers, local contractors, and uh, you know, there there are times when we were not able to, and and it, it's unfortunate. But you know, for the most part, we have used local everything to to get us up and running. And um, you know, we we you know these are our customers that we're using to help build the brewery. So um, you know, certainly wanted to, to keep the, the brewery as local as possible in all respects. Excellent, Ted Birch, Blackwheat Brewing. Soon opening in Brandon, Manitoba. Ted, when you get that tasting room open, I want to bring my suitcase studio and I want to sit down with you. And even if it's distanced, I will bring a 10-foot cable for the microphone. I'm going to love sitting down and having a beer with you. Perfect. Thank you, Ted. Have yourself a great day. All right, you too. Bye now. Once more, that's blackwheatbrewing.ca, opening on 10th Street in Brandon, just north of the Liquor Mart. And that's happening sometime this spring. Go online and you can buy three beers right now, Empire Ale, American IPA, Reality Check, Check Lager, and Great Scott Cream Ale. And there's that blueberry ale that's also in the pipeline. What can I say? It's been a long time coming, and we're so happy that it's on the way. And now... It's time for Beer in the Wild. With each episode of the BeerCast, I hope to feature a sighting of beer in new places in rural Manitoba. If you see Manitoba beer in an unexpected or very welcome place outside the perimeter, 
tag me in on Twitter at MBBeerCast, or report your sighting to our email address, beerme at manitobabeercast.com. By the way, pictures or it ain't real. Since we remain under code red at the time we're recording right now, this week's Beer in the Wild salutes an important tool, online search. Brewers, you can help rural beer heads by simply getting a list to us of places we can find your product. For this reason, out of random, I stumbled over the Devil May Care spot. The hat tip goes to them this week. On their site, their beer finder lists all the retail and tap locations where you can find their product. I'm going to give them a mulligan for not taking down the tap locations right now during the endless code red. But the interface, it's excellent, and it's gratifying to see an icon in Thompson where you can get Devil May Care products at the local liquor mart. Thanks for selling to the whole province, Devil May Care. You're this week's hat tip on Beer in the Wild. Now, a few production notes here on the BeerCast. I got some good feedback from you all and some nice suggestions in response to episode one. The intent is to make this cast consumable in the average drive in Winnipeg to work and back. 20 minutes is the target. I hope to talk in the weeks ahead, meanwhile, to representatives of what I like to call the pioneer brewers of the early 21st century, the folks who stepped in to the marketplace after the macro companies closed up plants in this province. And as we move into the spring and hopefully start wrestling the virus to the ground, I hope to set up interviews in-house in the tasting rooms, discussing with brewers their approach to the taproom environment. But those plans are like everything else in our lives right now. They are subject to change on a two-week window. However, I'm more than willing to work by phone with folks in the industry. If you have great news coming up at your brewery, reach out to me by email at beerme at manitobabeercast.com. That is it for episode number two of the BeerCast. Thanks again to Ted Birch of Blackweed Brewing. Many are excited about this project, myself included, and I've been snapping up the first runs of the product as I find it at Manitoba Liquor Marts in Brandon. Uh, you can also go online, of course, to Barnhammer and see what they still have in stock for delivery in the Brandon Marketplace. This podcast is hosted at Manitoba Beer Cast. Visit the site for the links to Apple Podcasts and the expanding universe of pod platforms. There are more every week. The BeerCast is on Twitter at MBBeerCast. Send me an email or post on Twitter your sightings for Beer in the Wild. That's Manitoba brews that you find outside the perimeter highway. Remember, support the rural beer heads. The theme music for the BeerCast is by Ottawa's Admiral Bob. You can join the Admiral in the Remix community at ccmixter.org. Sound effects come from zapsplat.com. I'm Brad Gordon. I help Manitoba businesses and nonprofits build their brands through communications and sales, both in strategies and tactics. I actually do the stuff. I don't just give you a plan. Find out more at gordoncommunications.ca. Thanks for listening to the Manitoba BeerCast. Until next time, please... Keep it chilled.
you can drive right up and they will load you down with cases, cartons, bottles, or cans.